episode 16 of the I Am Your Friend podcast, and our guest today is our friend Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. How's it going, man? It's good. Awesome. Uh, I'm happy to have you on. Uh, made it up from New York City just for the podcast. Just for the podcast. Um, no, we are filming a music video and shooting some album art this week for the post-prom album, uh, so it only made sense to have you on uh, while you were here. Uh, what's life like in the city now, man? Well, well you're just outside the city now. Don't live yeah, in, I forgot in you the moved. City. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I departed. Yeah. Um, you were where you were in Brooklyn for a while, yeah. Past 3 years lived in Bushwick. Um, and then in November, my girlfriend and I moved up to a town called Beacon. Yeah, I'm which familiar. is uh, Hudson Valley area. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's rad. So you're just doing video full time now, yeah? Yep. That has been the the uh the shtick for the past yeah. <laughs> year and a half two years yeah. um it's great i mean not exclusively video but you know right doing this stuff whatever yeah. you call it yeah, yeah multimedia yeah sure um it's awesome yeah i am so busy <laughs> yeah i i can tell but uh busy with with really good work it seems to Thank be you. um i love that you know i mean seeing like a friend work super hard at something and then you know you see like notable names yeah you start to work with you know and then you get like a picture in Times square like that was wild yeah that's i mean that's yeah that was what else do you need after that you know i don't i don't fully i, I actually somebody um i forget who it was someone i was talking to oh i was it was fourth of july and my girlfriend and, and i were up at her parents house in uh cape cod with like half of her family big family which yeah. i told you and uh one of her uncles like brought up to me like oh, so i had a picture in times square and i literally was like wait what <laughs> oh yeah yeah i totally like blocked right. that out of my memory yeah memory. <laughs> it almost seems too uh it's a probably very surreal experience you know what i mean to be walking through this yeah uh, you know times square being what it is like right. just this like crazy well lit they're you know just like crazy lights everywhere people everywhere and then it's just like uh, something you made just shows yeah up there, I, mean, I mean like it was weird it was very weird yeah um yeah the the photo too was like it was funny it was like one of the i i did a bunch of like you know went really hard and crazy weird shit for like the whole you know all the projects and then the one photo that they chose was like the most plain jane yeah. uh, simple like yeah, isn't that how it always took goes. it on like a canon mark ii it was like the backup photo yeah you know? <laughs> yeah like, okay i'll have this as like a fail safe in case nothing turns out wow um, that's so funny yeah. that seems like that's isn't that how it goes yeah you know what i mean like yeah. uh that's like i feel like that's such a good metaphor for like capitalism and art yeah in one you know what i mean it's yeah. like as an artist you put so much effort into like trying to pay so close attention right. to your craft and everything you yeah. do but then the the money bags yeah. no, monopoly like man <laughs> says no this yeah. one it was i mean it is what it is like i get it it's like the press photo right nice yeah. clean simple easy but uh i just thought it was so funny and like not it, it wasn't a photo that i would like put at the top of my portfolio right but it yeah. was and that's the one that makes it to times yeah Square. right it's just funny <laughs> that is very funny um who is that for this uh rapper r&b artist uh gucci high waters right right, right. yeah on uh, epitaph yeah damn that's nuts that's awesome um i'm trying to think of what i saw most recently the free throw stuff um, which you did you do the album art for that as well? You worked on that, yeah. It was I, like a, I know it was like a group effort, for, yeah, for all of it. We hired um, an awesome illustrator, uh, Michaela Jane is her name, and she's in Chicago. Um, we kind of the band and I had like the idea for what we wanted it to, to be, and I was like, this is should definitely be an illustration, like, I can't you know yeah they wanted initially they were like not leaning towards illustration, and I was like, it's not gonna. You're, you're talking about like creating a, a world here like you need right. to you know you're creating a brand new image um that doesn't physically exist so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah we we had uh michaela illustrate the the streets and everything and then i kind of took it from there and put my spin on it sure. and stuff but yeah well it was really cool the videos were really well done i've been listening to that album a lot too oh, yeah. that album was really really good um i think that's my favorite release that they've done so far uh 
And so, I mean, in your connection with free throws, just like when you were playing in head North, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We've been, which I assume forever. is probably how a lot of this happened, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was very much like, you know, I guess I think back to like the moment that I decided to do this stuff was like, you know, I was working at a coffee shop in New York, like 50 hours a week and hating it. Yeah. Um, and I just hit like a wall of like, I can't live like this anymore. Um, and I, I don't know. I just had like a realization, like once I, you know, I was, I was like, you know, taking film camera pictures around all the time and just like enjoyed it as like a hobby in that regard for years before that. But I don't know. I think I just had a moment of like, I know so many band people I'm just going to hit them up, you know? Yeah. And, and I just started doing that and, you know, I definitely did not like, it was very much like, Hey, I will do this for you for free to like, can, right. I, please, can I please just start yeah, doing just give me this? a shot? Yeah. 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 And, uh, I don't know. One thing led to another and people liked what I was doing. Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's like, uh, you know, realizing that you hate your job and then you just start like, cause I do this all the time. Right. Yeah. I'll just be like, I, you know, of not selling yourself short, I mm -hmm. guess, of believing in what you can do. It's like thinking about playing to your strengths. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, here's this thing that I really enjoy. Yeah. Right. And it's like, how can I figure this out? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, and I have this network of people. There's yeah. got to be some way I can, you know, uh, exactly. Yeah. Cross the cross them. It was very much like a fucking whatever. We'll see what happens yeah. moment. Like, I, I didn't really think too much about like, well, I'm quitting my job. Right. And I don't necessarily have like income lined up. It yeah. was kind of just like, you know, worst case scenario, I have to move out and I got to go home. Yep. But at least you went for it. Yeah. Like, why yeah. Why the hell else am I here? Yeah. You know, a thousand percent. So, yeah. And it worked out. There's, uh, there's a like YouTuber guy, uh, Gary V, that, he's, that he's kind of lame, but like he says some, some good shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's this thing that he said that I remember that just stuck with me. That was like, you can always find another shitty job. Oh yeah. It's like, dude, do what you want and do what makes you happy. You can always find another shitty job. Yeah. You know, I, my, uh, portfolio of ca cafes and bars, yeah. uh, is, is deep and long and can always come in handy yeah. in a, uh, in a moment of need down the line. Yeah. I know. I remember when you were here, I used to go see you at Tipico all the time. And yeah. then, uh, you were at lucky day for a little bit too, doing that thing with, uh, with my buddy, Frank. Yeah. Shout out Frank. Shout out. Frank. Yeah. Frank's the man. Um, Frank taught me how to bartend actually. Nice. Yeah. He's um, a great bar bartender. He's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, my brother, Danny would get mad at me for saying this, but I think he's the best bartender in Buffalo. <laughs> wow. Um, a lot of people will probably get mad at you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, dude, I just like, I don't know. And maybe I don't know much he's about the, the craft, but I just think he's so fucking good at what he does. Yeah. You know what I mean, like slick. the way he can manage, like manage it, you know, and the way he can, uh, he's, it's also just like his passion. Yeah. Like, dude, like hanging, have you ever hung out with him? Like outside oh, yeah. of work, dude, he loves just making cocktails. Yeah. He loves experience. He's like a chemist with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why it's like, when you see somebody just like love their craft yeah. that much, like, and even like something like bartending, like yeah. it's like, yeah, of course that guy's the best. It's like, he puts his whole it's being so cool. into it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. And I love that shit. And I love anybody with, and that's, I mean, what this podcast is for is I want anybody who's passionate. Yeah. Just somebody who's passionate about anything. Even you give if, a shit. Cool. Right. Yeah. And let's talk about it. And right. let's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Hell yeah. Um, I was going to say, I'm very tired. It's a uh, post queen of heaven weekend. I saw um, the, uh, the banner as yeah. I drove into yeah, town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to, the fact that I'm up on a Sunday at nine 30 in the morning, uh, post queen of heaven is a miracle in itself. Yeah. I was very responsible last night. I said, I was hard cut off 10 PM. I'm out of here. And I left at 10 30. Nice. Uh, you know, and then went to bed, uh, at a reasonable hour That's and here job. we are. So I'm functioning, we're doing it. We're going to film some, some stuff today, which I'm very excited about. Hell yeah. Um, and we're here. Uh, let me think here. What were we talking? All right. You were bartending or working at bars and cafes, quitting your job, following your passion <laughs> video. Yes. Um, that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Whole cool. Thing. That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, no, so you were actually, when I, so like I always, I took like photography classes in high school and shit and like I had like a, 
you know, one of the Canon Rubble, like yeah. whatever, like a T2I or something like that. Um, and that was like, I always liked it, but uh, when like film started to make a comeback, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this seems way more what I would want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like a, you know, a, a DSLR, like for me, it's just like, there's too much going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah. so many different, like, yeah, you've got like an encyclopedia of settings in there and it's just like the, the simplicity of a film camera that it's all mechanical. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get your, like you have your finite number of shots, mm-hmm. which makes you appreciate and take the time for each shot more like, yeah. and, uh, I, you were the first person I, I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but at Mohawk place we had a conversation. I was just like, can you just recommend me yeah, just like a starter? Uh, and you were like, yeah, the Canon AE one. And yeah. now I have two of them. And, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still literally my main camera. Oh, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I also, I had a buddy who had like, who was like into photography for a little bit. And then he was like, I don't even use this stuff anymore. And just gave me all of it. Yeah. And it was like a Canon AE one with a bunch of different lenses and a flash and stuff like that. So nice. I haven't gone out and uh, shot in a while, but that was, you know, my first. And yeah. I I do enjoy it way more. Yeah, like, they're great cameras. Um, it's so fun. And again, no, it was, it's similar to you. I was just like this hobby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just super fun to like just go do it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then same thing with, so through that, I also got into video. Um, my friend Dish, shout out Dish, had uh, um, this old like 90s skate camera, basically. Like it's it's a very GL1? like. GL1? No, uh, the Panasonic. Oh no, the GL one's Canon. Okay, this is a, a Panasonic. I'll show you it. I, I got cool. it. Um, but it's super cool. We filmed uh, Super American did the uh, live session at GCR, mm. um, and I filmed it there. I right, I watched that. I great. didn't white balance it, so besides that, it was terrible. But with those old cameras, yeah, you, you I didn't know how. I literally had just gotten my hands on it. Yeah, like. Like they were basically like, would do you have a way of filming this? And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And like I knew he had that camera, and I was like, we have this old film camera, or whatever. Uh, it's actually like a mini DV or whatever. Yep. So I guess it is. It's yep. not actually film, but uh, I do have a Super Eight as well that I have no idea how to use. Nice. Um, but after doing that, I was like, this is like a kind of the same yeah. moment of being like, I know how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have the software. Yeah. I have the resources to do it. Yeah. I just fucking, and then same thing. I was like, so now I started just, all my buddies who are in bands. I mean, you know, I'm just like, if any of you guys just want like a, yeah. you know, a, a video, yeah. like it's probably not going to be anything great, but like, I'll give it a go yeah. and you don't have to pay me. You exactly. know, exactly. Like, and all it comes down to is like, you then have like a reason to play around with that. Right. Stuff and yeah. And get better at it. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. And that's what, you know, uh, the goal is just trying to find a, a way to live that I don't hate. Yeah. You know? So now it's like same thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, my brother is, uh, work, works at, uh, Casa Azul downtown. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, um, super close with the owners, uh, Zena, shout out Zena. Uh, who I was talking to her recently and I was like, she like runs her own social media, but she doesn't have like herself social media. So she like, doesn't strategically do anything. You know what I mean? Like she just posts whatever, which is like kind of her vibe. You know what I mean? Like that's what she is all about. That that's kind of Casa's thing. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to like, I basically like threw in, like, I'm like, if you want, like I'll run your social media for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just to get it on like a resume that, Hey, I ran their social media. You know what I mean? Of like, and like basically, you know, and like, so that's been like, I'm just trying to the throw, angle. throw darts anywhere. Yeah. Dude, you know what I mean? Let me try to do this right? because I know you, we have this yeah. connection. Let me try it. I'll do it and see if I can try to build a career. Out of, you know what I mean? I mean, it's anyone, at least my experience in doing whatever the hell I do, like anyone who thinks that like, it is like a one lane thing yeah. is just, that's not how it works. Like, right. The reason that I do X, Y, and Z is because I know X, Y, and Z person from this other thing that I did or this other thing. And yeah. it's like, and somebody gave you a shot. Yeah. And yeah. it's all just, it's all just you doing you. And right. like, you're just continuing to like expand and, and yeah. grow that thing yeah. that is you. And it's the same thing with me now trying to, like, I'm trying to tour manage for Super American. Nice. You know? Cause yeah. I mean, we were on that one run together with yeah. them where I was just doing merch. Yeah. And so this time I was like, you know, I was like, can I, I was talking to Matt about it and I was just like, can I try to take on a little bit more responsibility? Like I would love to, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I would love to make something out of this. And if I can do it once successfully on a tour like this, absolutely, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's like, dude, let me just like, I'll just let me do it. Like I won't, you don't have to like pay me up front or anything. 
test me out. Let me right, see. Right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Throw me into the thing. I'm a very like well organized person. I'm very like good at strategically planning yeah. stuff. Let me try to fucking run it. You that's know what awesome. I mean? So I think that's yeah. gonna be great. I, DMing is like a incredible job that I admire people yeah. that can do that. So. And that's like I think like of all my strengths that I can play to like some sort of like program management kind yeah. of thing like any sort of like like I feel like I'm just like that's one of my biggest strengths is mm. like my organizational skills and my management skills of like being able to like wrangle shit together yeah, yeah. so I'm like you know and it's let me try it you, you need know? that so, I mean oh man I think back to like one of my favorite TMs I've ever met Brad Frey shout out shout if, out Brad Frey watching uh, probably not. Watching, <laughs> like I said, dude, I get like 20 views yeah. a week, so, and it's just our homies. <laughs> um, but Brad was uh, is uh, Microwave's tour manager, mm. and the dude is just like an engine. Like, yeah, you know, talk about like you know, you got a you got a, a three or four band bill of just like idiots, right? You got yeah. a, just 40, you know, not 40, maybe like 25 adult children men you know yeah, yeah <laughs> who yeah, just yeah. like need to be told where to go and yeah exactly when to do it. yeah and uh i i anyone who can do that job I right mean, like you are a saint and I, I feel like i probably built up that skill from working in bars at such a uh -huh. young age and dealing with figuring out how to handle drunk people yeah you know exactly. that's basically what it is you pretty know? much <laughs> Mo not 80 percent of the time yeah yeah, yeah. and, and uh you get know, your ass out of bed we gotta go. i uh did you ever like do like uh, did you ever push cases at the ballroom no oh, okay Never a lot of us that. have so that's yeah. why i feel like most people in the in the scene i don't know why i i don't know it was it was the worst yeah it sucked doing it um but i met so many tms mm -hmm. from doing it and like that's how i i didn't even really know what the job was. Bless Excuse you, me. bud. Uh, I should probably turn that way so I'm not sneezing at the camera. That's okay. It's fine. Ugly sneeze. Um, yeah, but just like I didn't really understand like the behind the scenes stuff that went on, yeah. you know, and it's just like, you know, eventually I was pushing cases some days. Some days I was the runner. You right. know, when you're the runner, you're basically just the guy for the TM. Yeah. TM just sends you. So you're working with the TM all day. And that's when I was kind of like, I would fucking love to do that. Like, how do I get on that? Mm -hmm. You know? So, mm -hmm. and that's when that's how it starts. You figure out a job exists and Absolutely. you go, all right, how do I do that? Yeah. And I think you kind of like make your experience for yourself, like with your friends at first. Right. And then yeah. once that goes well, then you're like, you can say like, Oh, uh, actually I, I TM'd this tour for this band. Right. It, it, yeah. And it was really just my buddies just like yeah, fucking helping me out. It's yeah. starting. It's starting. Yeah, right. That's how it goes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll get there eventually. Uh, but awesome. for now, we're we're hanging out at my parents' house in the I am your friend podcast studio, which is just a, a spare bedroom in in my parents' house. So shout out my parents. Shout out parents. <laughs> they just redid their kitchen. It looks great. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. That was the most stressful time. Um, yeah, that's hard. Not like having a kitchen. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a kitchen for eight weeks. Oh, yeah, and I worked wow. from home. Everybody, I was the only person who was here like all the time. And then my parents, like, I need a kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I was making coffee on my grill. Hell yeah. I had a little side burner on the <laughs> grill and I was just heating up water out there and literally Whoa. making pour over. And it was in the fall. Yeah. It was like early in the morning in the fall and I'm just like freezing out there <laughs> fucking making coffee. I need a coffee. Yeah. My, uh, my therapist said that, uh, uh, living through a home renovation is like top three most stressful things you could put oh, yourself yeah. through. Yeah. Definitely. Which is kind of crazy. It's like when you don't, when, when your space is like out of whack, mm -hmm. like you're fucked. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't need to fully go down this tangent, but like, I'm sure everybody had their own version of like space interruption as far as COVID goes and stuff. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, my girlfriend and I were like, for a couple months living at my parents house like literally in the living room and then we were at her parents house and then we were like back at her apartment in brooklyn which was like a two-bedroom with her roommate and my desk was like her dresser <laughs> and it was it was just so like the probably the longest stretch of my life and i have toured for years yeah. in very uncomfortable situations yeah. but this past year was like the most like I have no personal space yeah. for like a long, it was like months. Yeah. On um, top of everything that was already happening. Yeah. It yeah. was such a wild experience. Dude, but. do you remember that week, that little five day run we did with super mm -hmm. American? Like 
because it was right before everything shut oh, yeah. down. We got home like March 9th. Yeah. Or something like, yep. I, I, don't, I don't, somewhere around there. Like first week of March, we yeah. get home and then everything shuts down the next week. So it was the, literally the last thing that we did. But what was so funny is I remember us talking about it, like in the van being mm-hmm. like. You heard this COVID thing? Yeah. What is going on with this thing, man? Like everybody's yeah. talking about whatever. I remember uh, Ryan Scott Graham mm-hmm. literally coming up to me at the merch table and was like, bro, what do you think about this whole coronavirus thing? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you think it's real? And I was like, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to it. Let me get a little closer to you and like, breathe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathe yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you say, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's oh, all man. hot box in uh, yeah. my halls for six hours. Yeah. It was so funny to be like, I don't know, man. Like people seem to talk about like something crazy is about to happen. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. we're here playing shows. So there's a bunch of people here. Right. And the virus is definitely already spreading like it wildfire. Is, it is here. Yeah. <laughs> it is in this I room. mean, yeah. I mean, Dan was saying how like, I, we were convinced Dan had it when we were on tour. Cause Dan, really? Dan was just getting over being sick oh. or got sick. I don't know. And then Pat got sick, I think, or Matt did like a few weeks later. I like, do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So weird. Yeah. We were and like, but the thing is like, how do we all not get it? If we were, we were literally all in a van together. Like yeah. driving for hours, um, or young uh, industrial immune systems. Yeah. Did you ever get it at all? No, not to my knowledge. Which was so weird because uh, when we were like still in Brooklyn for like all of March, uh, which was you know just like hell on earth, oh, literal apocalypse. But uh, my girlfriend did get it, and we were like together every day and we like you know we're seeing each other and like neither me or her roommate got it um that's so fucking weird dude but it was also like confusing because at that time it was like you know end of march so it was only like a couple weeks into the whole thing it was like they had just discovered that we should probably be wearing masks right yeah and so the especially in brooklyn like the testing was you, you couldn't it was more dangerous to go to the hospital to get tested right. than it was to just stay home yeah. and not really know if you have it. Right. Like, they literally were telling people, if you think you have it, don't come to the hospital because That's there's so nuts, many dude. fucking people. <laughs> it is wild. Like just like the crazy, those first few months, like just the turn of events was just absolutely yeah. like apocalyptic. Like yeah. it was nuts, man. I can't even imagine being in New York city during it. Like it, uh, I mean, to sum it up, it it just like changed me. I can imagine. I I mean, I think I, I, if you came out of this in any part of the world, came yeah. out of this like not somehow right. completely changed, like you, you should be changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the better, hopefully. Yeah, but I mean, mostly like um, I don't know how to say like not my view of New York because I will always love New York, but like. There was something in me that as soon as that happened and I like experienced the city in that way, um, I didn't feel that like I need to be here. Right. Whole. Right. And it it, it is. I mean, I feel like that is something that kind of changed, you know, like New York is like you look at it as just like this super fast paced city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With millions of people and like everybody's just like existing in their own way. You know what I mean? And like, and that is like, it's the most competitive scene for anything. Yeah. You know? So it's like, if you're going to New York city, you're fucking going for it and you're going to try to grind your fucking ass off and, and, you know, and try to make your way up this, this jungle, you know? And, uh, and then when everything shut down and they go, Oh, you can do anything you want remotely. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, Oh, okay. So it wasn't the city. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And I think uh, at least for me, the, the like um energy and the excitement of that like draw draw drew me yeah <laughs> to it in the first place of like people all the time everything's so everything's going on all the time like right always the, the next thing hustle yeah that's what i right? love it yeah that's what i love about New York. right yeah. and and that's what i love you know what drew me there but i think when when covid happened and like I immediately saw it in this completely different light of like, we are a cesspool of people like piled on top of each other. And like, you're not supposed to live like this. <laughs> no. It, and, and, and when something like this happens, it like immediately like, yeah, I was just like, okay, 
I see why this does not make sense right now. Right. Yeah. You, you know? reverse engineer everything. Exactly. Like, Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, they had an like, outside look is I also lived like two blocks from like one of the biggest hospitals in Brooklyn, which did not help the like mental health no, of the experience. Yeah, you, you know, just, yeah, it was quite literally like ambulance sirens 24 <sighs> seven, like never stopped. And you know, there was like, trucks of yeah. bodies on this they were blocking off streets so that they could have these like morgue trucks and it was just really like jarring and yeah, yeah the trucks were like the most i mean i don't want to keep talking about this yeah, no, but, no, no you're good um, I, I mean i think that's an important experience to share because yeah. there's especially like in buffalo where like i don't know you you, you have more wide open spaces mm-hmm. and you have a lot of probably most people didn't experience it firsthand right. and like understand what was actually happening. Yeah. You know? So it's like sharing an experience like that, you know, yeah. and then to compare it to like some fucking guy who lives in Hamburg, New York, <laughs> that is just like, Oh, it's blown out of proportion. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and and you're like, no, two, two blocks from my house. They literally were like, had a, a morgue was pouring out into the street. Mm-hmm. Like whew, Jesus. Yeah. That's what, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was it was terrifying and weird and that's that's what I mean is like that thing just inside of me just changed once yeah, of that course, happened. Of course, yeah. And uh then it was just a weird several months after we decided to leave the city. Um at, at that time it was, you know, in the mentality of being temporary. And, you know, we were up here at my parents' house or her parents' house or whatever. And, like... Is she from Buffalo as well? No, she grew up in uh, North Jersey. Oh, okay. But her parents live in uh, Cape Cod now. Oh, cool. So, we spent a couple months there, like, in the second half of summer last year. Um, But, uh, like, coming from that experience in the city and then, you know, having a totally different experience here or a totally different experience there, like seeing just like interacting with people and how different people and how they were all like interpreting this experience differently based on like how they were exposed to it. Right. Um, it was tough, honestly, like it was really hard for both of us because we had like literal PTSD from this. Of course. So of course. Yeah. It was like, you know, someone we knew, because we were in this new new place with different experience, someone we knew would, had a different approach to it, sure. and, and we were just like so jarred oh, by it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it was tough. A lot of like, yeah, wow, that's really interesting to think about. Yeah, like where if you when you experience it firsthand and see something that traumatic, and then you go to somewhere where like they might have not, yeah, you know, and see how they approach yeah. it, where you are like now terrified of this virus, obviously. Right. You know what I mean, where somebody who hasn't really seen what it can do, yeah. And just only sees it on TV. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. And their approach to it. And like, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know I mean, like, I mean, we had to have like, cause <sighs> that just made me realize. So not to cut you off. I apologize. But it, uh, I just had a crazy moment of realization that when <clears throat> like last June, mm-hmm. when things started to open up for the first time before like the second wave hit, uh, we went, me and my uh, college friends went camping. Okay. Uh, I don't even remember where it was, uh, but it was like an hour from here. And my, it was at my friend Abby's cabin, her family cabin, and she was living in New York City. Mm-hmm. So she was coming home. She's from Rochester originally. So she was coming home to Rochester and then was like, hey, guys, I'm home for a little bit. She usually never comes home. You know, she's always in New York City. Uh, also lives in Brooklyn. And so she was like, you know, we can go to my family's land and go camping or whatever. But she was like unbelievably like strict about how we're going to do this, you know? And it was our first time, all of our first time interacting with people, right? you know? So we go and like, and we're all careful, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But she was like over the top about it. But like now, like hearing your side of that, of like, yeah, no shit. She was because this is her experience was way different than what ours was. We were just trapped in our houses. and didn't really know what was going on. She's living in New York city where like, it's all, you know, the height of this thing and is seeing it firsthand. So like, you know, it was a, it was, it was very, um, you know, I've never seen so much care for it, you know? And and that makes so much sense. Like hearing your perspective of it, that I was, I never really thought of that, you know, took that into perspective that, Oh my God, her view of this is way different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course that makes totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, it was, it was totally different. And like, it's to the point of, you know, there, like if you were walking 
down the street, like a cop would be like, where are you going? Yeah. Like, why are you yeah. outside? You know? Um, yeah. I know that's how it was too. Do you know, uh, our buddy Max Kayser? Yeah. Yeah. So Max has been living in Dude, Spain. Right. Yeah. And that's how he said, and I remember I was talking to him about it and Max was saying that like, um, you know, that's how it was in Spain where I was like, yeah. if you are outside, they're like, you you're either going to get groceries, you're going to yeah. work at your essential job, exactly, or you're fucking getting a huge fine or yeah. something, you know. Um, you mind if I take a leak? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we can uh, take a yeah, take a pause have a here. Small bladder. <laughs> Dude, I am I actually th- I'm like that too. Um, that I think like when I'm out with friends, if we're out at a bar or something, Where am I gonna pee? Well, I always like am peeing way more than everybody else. Is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are you like you guys don't have to pee? Like yeah. I have to pee all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. No worries. Yeah, it actually. I mean, yeah. If you are like that too, then we. I'm sure we think a lot of the same thoughts about like peeing all yeah. the time. Yeah. But uh, no, it does. I get self conscious about it. Yeah. Because you know I mean? I'm like, why? Why is nobody else peeing as much as I'm yeah. peeing? We're drinking the same amount. Yeah. And like. <laughs> How have we... Per- I'm not cutting this part out of the podcast. Yeah, this is a I'm great keeping content. This, we're yeah. keeping the pee stuff This in. is the TikTok ad right here. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about piss. <laughs> yes. The, I've been thinking a lot lately. Not lately. Probably my entire life because I've had this issue. But uh, like, how have we progressed so far as a society to the point of we just... First, like there, how are public bathrooms not a thing? Yo, in life, <clears throat> we are people. We have always had to piss. Right. How do we? How did we just like omit this part of our bro life? I <laughs> so have, hard. I have a very funny story. So, uh, my first time ever in New York City. Okay. All right. Uh, I was there with my ex girlfriend Gwyneth. Shout out Gwyneth. Still very good friends with Gwyneth. Uh, and we were in New York City. It was my first time. I've never told the story publicly, and I'm very excited to right Let's now. Let's go. Uh, so it's my first time in New York, and we were staying with my cousin Carly, who was living near like Battery Park, and uh, she was at work. But like we, you know, we were at her apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, let's just you know venture out. Let's yeah. see what's going on. I've never been to New York City before. We're on Manhattan Island. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. go find something to eat. Whatever. Right. So we walk into the financial district and uh, find just like a pizza spot that's mm-hmm. like not New York pizza. It's like a right, nicer, like not exactly where you go. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people working around. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And that's totally what it was. Like we're like it's like everybody's on, on their lunch break yeah. right now, yeah. and we walk down this like some sort of like alley in the financial district that just is like a bunch of restaurants that have tables out into the street. Right. And, like there's just people and they're like getting quick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. So we go and we get this pizza or whatever. And we eat it super fast. <laughs> and then we, uh, we're walking around, whatever. And then like, we're about to go down to a subway station to go. I don't remember where we were going to go. And I just was like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I need to shit right now. Oh no. And Gwen's like, what do you mean? I'm like, my stomach is not whatever we just ate. Yeah, my stomach is like, nah. <laughs> and then she was like, what do we do? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm in a city I've never been in before. <laughs> There's a million people around me. Yeah. And I don't know how things work here. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and that's the whole thing is is like, you know, public bathrooms are just not a thing. Nope. So it's like, all right, well, there's a Starbucks right there. And I'm like, and if I know how corporate America works, we got to buy something. That's, uh, that's even the other thing in New York, dude, they don't even have them. Like most, most like, unless you're in like a bougie part of town. Yeah. you go into Starbucks in like a not bougie part. They don't have a bathroom. No, they're yeah. like it's like a kiosk. They're like really sorry, no public restrooms. Wow. Well, I must have been in the bougie part of town. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was in the financial district, yeah. so I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, went into the Starbucks, uh, and Gwyneth just like bought a water. I think nice. just like a bottled water, nice. and then I, and then I was like, can I use the bathroom? Like like before the transactions even finished, I'm like, can I use the bathroom right fucking now? <laughs> and uh, and it was like a code I had to enter in and I just destroyed a Starbucks bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yep. And that was my first experience in New York City. Nice. And that's and then for the rest of the trip, I was thinking about that. Just like, <laughs> how is there not just like bathrooms yeah. everywhere? Yeah. Like people got a shit, man. Yeah. Like, you know, Central Park. I was actually surprised that Central Park even had public bathrooms. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like the one exception. Right. It's like the biggest, yeah. you know, yeah, attraction. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
the, I, I always tell people like part of living in New York is establishing a mental network of where you can take a piss. Yeah, when you that's go insane, like, dude. Oh yeah, okay. I'm going like uh, over to 34th and 12th. I know this yeah. one fucking bodega that I've used their bathroom before, so I could pee there. Yeah, you know? it's like wow. Why do I have to work that into my like itinerary? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, that is nuts, man. No wonder the city smells like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so hard to pee and shit. Yeah. People are just like, well, I can't hold it anymore. Yeah. So I guess it's going to come out on the sidewalk. Oh, my you know? God, dude. Yeah, that's nuts. It makes uh, and I And I can only imagine the only argument for not having them is... Because like homeless people would like well, shoot it, up in there or we've, something. It's, we've created this problem for ourselves. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, there are countries around the world, like you know, fucking Denmark. I I went to uh, Denmark and you've been they, to Denmark. Yeah. How was, is it? It was pretty cool. Denmark to me seems like a fantasy world because of it how was a great little bit of things, a fantasy world. Things honestly. seem there. They're you know very I mean? much like it's like the most socially democrat. Yeah. You know, it's probably the closest thing to socialism yeah. that you can get. Everybody there seemed like they were on happy pills. Oh, my God. They were just like, It's like Hi. literally like uh, Brave New World. Like, everybody's yeah. just on Soma. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, why, why aren't you, like, upset about something? Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> we just had a baby, and me and my husband are both on paid maternity leave yeah, for 18 yeah. months. <laughs> and we paid 4,000 krona for this coffee. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say that uh, they have public restrooms like built into the city's infrastructure and they are underground they like you're in the city square and there's like a little yeah. looks like, like a subway dude, like, yeah like this the subway stations yeah, there should just goes, be public bathrooms in this, all the subway stations well you know they right like i said they you know created this problem for ourselves right like homeless pro homelessness is a problem in itself yeah right but like let let's let's build a city with zero public restroom infrastructure and then let's uh you know economize the city in a way that like forces people into homelessness and then they have nowhere to go but yeah. we're not gonna give them a bathroom because then we have to take care of them basically you know oh it's my like, god yeah we live in a why <laughs> we live in a very individualistic yeah society if we if the city you know if it didn't cost <clears throat> a fucking fortune to live in yeah. this city then mo we probably wouldn't have as much homeless people which then wouldn't be a problem to have public restrooms so. doesn't that <laughs> doesn't it just blow your mind how like some people like I don't know if it's some or most, but a lot of people just like, just don't have empathy for, yeah. for, and I'm just like, how? Like, I literally don't know how not to. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know if it's just the way I am programmed or yeah. if it's just my parents were good at putting that in me or whatever, <laughs> but just like, dude, like, how do we not live in a society that takes care of people when we have the resources to do it? Yeah. Like we just, we, yeah, it is a problem we on purpose create for ourselves. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's, it's nuts. It's, it's yeah. absolutely nuts. And, uh, Oh man, I want to go to Denmark so bad. I, yeah, I would like to go back in the summer because I was there in like January and it was yeah. pretty fucking cold. Yeah, um, but it was beautiful, great place. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, everybody was like on happy pills. So <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, man. It's crazy how you know a place that just you know you invest in oh, yeah. the infrastructure of your citizens. Yep. Just dude, it it's just a lot of like, sense, doesn't it? It is crazy, like. I, the more you zoom out and look at things big picture, like it's, it's hard not to just realize how simple Yeah, it's just like, dude, yeah. You either invest in the like upper class or you, you either invest and, and it's, it, it's dangerous getting in. Not, it's not dangerous, but people would think it's dangerous getting into the two dividing people into the bourgeois and the, yeah, the yeah. proletariat, if mm -hmm. you will. Um, but yeah, you, you, and that's, but that's what we have here is you have corporations and you have workers right. and our society chooses to invest everything into the corporations mm -hmm. and the workers get fucked. And yeah. it's like, but if you invest in the workers, it benefits everybody, but then they take less of a cut at the top. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it drives me nuts. Shout out Bezos. Fucking Jeff Bezos. Dude. I, uh, I thought of a song idea recently that I'm trying, I was talking to Charlie about of doing like a, uh, basically uh, there was just a beautiful metaphor of the timing of the ocean being on fire. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos building a rocket to go to space. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the same time. Yeah. Like I'm like, like I'm getting the fuck out right. of here. Because <laughs> that's what's happening, dude. Yeah. Is like and I don't know how a lot of people are not realizing this. Like, dude, the 
globe is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and these dudes who caused, who I don't know about cause, but made it way Definitely worse. Definitely contributed. And, <laughs> and have 100% power to help stop it. Yeah. And their solution is to fucking leave. Yeah. They are leaving us here to burn alive, dog. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They made billions of dollars <laughs> and they are getting, they built their fucking penis shaped rockets <laughs> and they're taking it to where they can inhabit somewhere else. Joy ride. Yeah. And build their own fucking dystopian society on a different planet. And we're all going to burn alive. Dude, when I, a fuck. when I heard that they were doing that, I just started to think about like how massively wasteful it is to just go to space for fun. Yeah. You, that's like you're talking I don't even know how much that the was. ocean's on <laughs> fire like jet fuel is like what probably the most expensive commodity yeah. in the world and like well yeah we'll just spend a couple hundred thousand of yeah. it like right what yeah and half the country is like that's fucking awesome yeah 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 oh, for the flex factor because that's flex. the society that we live in yeah. yeah fuck off dude oh my god yeah so that that's a song idea I'm working on of just like yeah there's something there yeah the uh the ocean's on fire, and the culprits are uh, are le- fleeing the scene in a ro- in a rocket ship mm-hmm. or something like. That. I think that's the idea that I came up with, and I was like, "I love that." Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm I'm as far as songwriting goes, I'm I feel like I'm finally over the uh, just writing about girls. Yeah, which is <laughs> it's what a good. It's a good phase to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what I've done my entire life, and you know, and I still do. Like, it's just the easiest thing to write about. You know, yep. when you grow up on the Beatles. Yeah. <clears throat> all you do is write about love, you yeah. know, <clears throat> but now I'm just like, I don't know, just because of how fucked things are. It's like, all right, what can, what I can Let's be think, writing about this. Here. Yeah. 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 And just like how, how passionate I've become to just like understanding socioeconomics and, yeah. and the way the world is. I'm like, I should just be writing about this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Again, playing to your strengths, you know, yeah, definitely speaking of songwriting Marigold. What up? That fucking song waiting on me. Is that what it's called? Amazing song. Thanks. Bro. Tom Petty as fuck. Hell yeah. Uh, which is your whole vibe, which is amazing. Dude, uh, we were talking about the other night. We were at Queen of Heaven uh, Thursday or Friday night. I've gone three days in a row now. <laughs> they and, blur uh, together. Yeah, they really do. Uh, and American Girl, somebody played American Girl. And uh, I was just like, and just looking around at everybody singing it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, I think Tom Petty is the most universally liked artist yeah. of our time. Yeah. Like it's just the most universally friendly sound that exists. And it's like so unbelievably American, you know, and it's like, I don't know. And so it's like, and and then Charlie might've said, I was like, yeah, that's Ben's like whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like Ben just fucking loves Tom Petty. I I love him. And for, for that reason, like it, it is like a, yeah, like a universal thing. And, And he created this music that, speaks to any and everyone yeah um you know you could talk to like someone who grew up in punk music or you could talk to some fucking redneck guy out in the middle of nowhere and yeah they both like a tom petty song yeah absolutely well dude american girl is a punk song it is like at its core it's a punk song and uh you don't know how it feels is literally me. I think Mike Tavis was the first one to say it, it was like, you don't know how it feels is the first emo song. Oh yeah. Like this yeah. dude is just like sad as fuck saying, you don't know how it feels to be me. Yeah. Let's just smoke a joint and fucking whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like, wow. Like, yeah, it's the first emo song. So, uh, he in many, many ways has guided me through yeah. life. Yeah. I would say like, if there's, like a Mount Rushmore of that universally loved American sound. It's like Tom Petty, Neil Young. Even uh, Neil Young is like so much more niche than you think Tom. so. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. He is, he kind of f- flows towards one, yeah. one direction of, of more towards on the, uh, uh, folk. Yeah. Yeah. Country yeah. 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 Where, where Tom Petty's more, uh, he does. Vast. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I remember when he died, it, there was this whole like social discussion about like people just kept saying like I never realized how many Tom Petty songs I know right you know and, like the mainstream and like I, I remember seeing a thing on TV where they were just like talking about his career and his life and all the things he did and it was like literally like this number one hit 
this number one hit, this number one hit, this number one hit. And yeah. just like over and over and yeah. over and over again. Like how many artists besides like the Beatles, even like the Rolling Stones, you know, have like maybe what, 10, 15 songs worth of like songs everybody fucking knows. But like Tom had like a song at least on each album that yeah. like everybody knows, yeah. you know, fucking wildflowers yeah. you know wildflowers is the record man it, I, for me for me it's yeah, the best record. i think it's the best one yeah. for sure i agree uh, <laughs> i've been looking for a vinyl of that for so long it's hard to come by i i don't know if you know they've been doing like re-releases and stuff of okay his that work. makes sense it's been a few years since i checked but i remember a while back i was on discogs yeah and uh, are you a big vinyl guy i feel like you yeah would, would i am be, yeah i don't like obsess over like variants and stuff oh like no that. me neither but i would just like you know, I was just looking for wildflowers yeah. in general. I used to, there was like a short span where I was like, oh, I want this first pressing. And then I was just like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, it doesn't dude? matter. It's such a waste of money. Yeah. Like you're going to be listening to it. It's going to sound the same. Yeah. So it would, I mean, if, as a collector's item, great, but I'm, I'm not in that, yeah. that realm. But uh, uh, yeah, the Tom Petty wildflowers album, I remember looking on Discogs and it was so hard to find yeah. and they were going for like so much fucking money. I'm like, dude, I just want to listen to this right. uncompressed that <laughs> right. ideally is, is yeah. all I want, you know? So if they're repressing it, that's great. I got to get my hands on one. Well, if you're down to spend a few hundred dollars, oh, great. Um, well, they, they have, they have different options, but they just released like a deluxe version called wildflowers and all the rest is what it's okay called. i feel like i might have heard about yeah this. so basically what actually what happened was when he went to record that album he had written like 40 songs yeah and they recorded all of them and uh -huh. then they for he had wanted it to be this like double album like super just drawn out thing and they ended up like obviously cutting a lot of them to have this you know just hit record of amazing songs but um they just he just held on to those for the rest of his career and i think that right before he died like starting this project of wildflowers and all the rest uh like actually releasing wildflowers album with the full set list that he had originally intended was like one of his last projects and he had started working on doing that um so his daughter adria or adrian um is kind of like leading the Tom Petty estate oh, now. And uh, she's been like, if you follow her on Instagram, she's like, I'm doing this shit for my dad. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Put the whole album out. And like, it's, it's amazing. It's like this whole like seven LP book. I got it. My awesome girlfriend got it for me. Sick. Um, but it's like just a whole book of like never before seen photos and like home recordings of like the first time he like played wildflowers on the acoustic guitar into a mic like yeah just the coolest fucking thing yeah. i've ever seen um so that is a collectible thing that i right really enjoy but yeah, i don't give a awesome. fuck about pressings yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i got over it um i try to get like the, a lot of the uh griselda drops like the west side gun common the machine mm -hmm. benny the butcher <clears throat> because they um do limited releases yeah and uh, as they continue to blow up, and now they're you know some of the biggest rappers in the world, yeah. which is fucking crazy. Uh, you know, I try to get on those drops and try to get those because mm -hmm. you know um, you can only get them once, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then I mean the resale value of them is nuts, which is funny because like I considered that at first, and then I was like, I'm never gonna get rid of these. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna keep these forever. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know about making money I off mean, of them. Like I just want it's them like to have buying them. stocks, right? Right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, vinyl's nuts. I've I. I uh, have gone a little nuts with vinyl. I need to take it easy. I built up, I've built up quite a collection mm -hmm. and then eventually I was like, I've spent a lot of money. Like, yeah. It's expensive. It's addicting. It's also takes up space. Like that's something that, um, like, so my girlfriend and I just moved in together in November and, uh, this is my first time like living with a partner and, uh, like little, like little things that you don't think about or don't realize. But one of them was like, Oh, our vinyl collection basically just doubled in size. Yeah, wow. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden we had like seven milk crates worth of records. Right. And you're like, all right, stacking seven crates on top of each other yeah, is not probably ideal. not working yeah, anymore. Yeah. So, we yeah, were... I got a, I eventually, I had just a, a milk crate for a while and then I got like a, a one by one, like a, you know, two on top yeah, of yeah. each other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I had that and now I had to upgrade to, I have a three by three Need cube more. thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, 
uh, I've got one row of it filled so far, so nice. it'll probably fill up quick to the second half. But yep. um, I, if there, there's a chance that I'm going to become that guy that's just like my whole wall <laughs> is just like shelving hey, of records. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, when you did move in, I saw you posting. You uh, have just been like building shit. Yeah. Uh, and just like I got a house now, dude. I'm a carpenter. Yeah, dude. The the little practice space you built in your basement is awesome. Thank you. Um. Uh, I remember texting you about that because I'm trying to build some acoustic panels for in here. Uh, and you use that rock wool, rock wool, the shit. That's it's what everybody best. swears by. It. Yeah. And yeah, those, those little, like you movable, you know, kind of almost portable panels yeah. that you built, um, yeah. has to be amazing. It's um, great. I love it. Um, too, yeah. I also saw you build, uh, like the guitar hangers, I think yeah. like up in, uh, you have that little space that, um, you know, and then you have a shelf below it and stuff. Just like I, the way you're utilizing your space. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feng shui I lived of everything. in Brooklyn, dude. I know how to use Yeah, you space. have to. Yeah. I love that, though. I've, yeah. uh, I've always been uh, very interested in, like, not not so much, like, minimalism, like, fully, but just, like, utilizing the yeah. space uh, to its fullest potential totally. is, is such a cool idea. It's such a, uh interesting craft in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had to be really fun to kind of figure out. Yeah. I... I uh, <laughs> I mean that that whole aspect of like um, m- I think modern approaches to rethinking how people use space or how yeah. you use a desk or you know a standing desk or whatever. Um, I I am fully on board with that, and I love yeah. like homes that have that mentality like integrated into them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love looking at like newer built homes that were very like smartly planned out yeah, and built functional. Like, yeah, of course. Why? It's like some things are just like so no brainers. Like, why did we never do it like right, this in the right. first place? So the uh, kitchen remodel yeah. that my parents did, that was like during quarantine. Mm-hmm. We're sitting, you know, we're stuck inside all the time. There's so I told you my mom is one of 10. Right. And they grew up in this house. Right. So it was wow. 10 people that lived in this house. It's, wow. a, it's a four bedroom house. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. nice middle class home. Yeah. Uh, but 10 kids, you yeah, know what I mean? Living lot. in this house. And uh, we're sitting downstairs and there was during quarantine, it was seven of us here. It was uh, two of my brothers, their significant others, me and my parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, we're hanging out like in the kitchen every night, sitting around the kitchen table. And I'm just like looking around and I was like, how did they build this huge house and make it feel so small? Yeah. Like there are walls everywhere. Like yeah. there should not be five rooms right. in the first floor of this house. Yeah. And then so. Open and then, it up. Right. <laughs> so then I started measuring. I measure length of the house. I find some like software that's basically like the Sims, but without like characters. Wow. <laughs> so you could just like design. It was, it was called like Planner 5D or something. Okay. It was free on, uh, on like the Mac app store. I just found it. Uh, but it's literally like the Sims. You just, but you, I like can lay it out exactly how you want. So I did it to scale, and I just like designed, you know, just taking a floor plan of an empty floor. Right. How can we do this? And just yeah. like design everything. And then my mom just like went to some like contractor basically and was like, took my what I did wow. and was like, can you do this? And they were like, yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. So then you know, and then my mom did all like the colors and everything okay. of like picking out the you know we have. Like, so you the redid blue. like the whole downstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There oh. were like there was like six different rooms down there, and now wow. it's all one open thing. Yeah, I like that. Um, the living room like flows right in. Right. Here. Yeah, and that was the other thing is that we would host parties all the time. Again, huge family have to host right. all the time. So like our backyard yeah. was in the summer, just like all the time is filled with right. people, and then the winter we never did anything. Yeah. So it was like, well, we should be able to host in the winter yeah. as well and yeah. you know so that that was that too so that's great um yeah but super fucking stressful time yeah and it sure. just makes you think like didn't have a didn't have a kitchen sink oh, that is tough. for eight weeks man like really i'm eating and washing dishes in a bathroom oh, sink like it was like God. yeah it was tough man toothpaste and, like, and dishes <clears throat> should not mix there was uh and there was one so my parent what my parents were doing is like not every weekend but like a uh, few weekends they would uh, I have an aunt and uncle that live in Pittsburgh mm. so my dad my mom and dad would go visit them in Pittsburgh uh, and then my brother would go stay with his girlfriend and then it was like just me here yeah. you know so during the construction so uh, like on a weekend there was one weekend it was like first weekend of November I think and they were doing like the heating and mm-hmm. stuff and the dude who was doing it like 
didn't finish the one night and was like, Hey man, like I, you know, I'm running out of time here. I'm going to have to come back in the morning and finish it. But just so you know, like you're not going to have heat or hot water, uh, until I can finish tomorrow. Jesus Christ. And I'm here by myself <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, all right, man. Yeah. And then it's just freezing yeah. in here. And then the, like the next morning, like I can't shower. Right. You know, and it's just like, you take yeah. A and I don't have a kitchen and I like, yeah. And I could barely eat anything. Oh like, and I got to make God. coffee at the fucking <laughs> grill. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like this wow. is just putting myself through the ringer, yeah. you know? And, yeah, and so and just crazy that I was the only one who had to go right. through that of everybody who lives right. in this house, you know. Wow. Um, yeah, that is wild. Yeah, yeah, it was it was tough uh, and it was draining, but we got through it. And, We're here. Uh, it was worth it because it's fucking dope now, and I love hanging out here. And now I just like keep finding. It's just like, well, you know, might well, might as well stay for a little bit, you know, and enjoy it. Whatever, uh, dude. Before Chill I move out, you know, yeah. I'll get out of here eventually. Hell yeah. I'm gonna pee again. <laughs> do your thing. I do want to continue to talk about Marigold. What up? Um, because the song is phenomenal. The music video was super cool. Um, and just everything you're doing with it is, is great because it's, it's so cool. And I think I was talking about this, uh, also, also at Queen of Heaven, probably in the same conversation that we were talking about the Tom Petty thing is I was like, it's so cool because you're treating it like, how you would treat any other project that you're working on professionally. Mm. You know what I mean? And you have all these like professionally made like promo material <laughs> for it and everything. Thank you. And it's like, it's almost like the, uh, dress for the job you want mentality yeah. of being like, you know, of like a small artist of being like, no, I'm already here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm, you're acting professionally treating it how you, and it's very, very cool. And Thank I think you. that's, and, and that's exactly how you should do it. You know, again, yeah. playing to your strengths, using, uh, everything you can to, to promote it and make it look like it's very professionally done. Yeah. Um, and it's super cool. And, and so I want to know what the plans are now for, for Marigold for, <laughs> well, for what's to come. Thanks for saying that. Cause I've tried really fucking hard. You can tell man, it, the, the hard work is paying off. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We also, um, uh, commendable to, still be finding time to write and make music while you know taking on all these other projects yeah um i mean it really was a was a covid thing more than anything yeah just like this is literally the only time in my life that i could like sit down for three months and write a record yeah so i did it um and it kind of spurt got the ball rolling on all these things which i'm so thankful to have done that um yeah we long story short we have a whole record that's done sick um and we are working on putting that out so awesome uh the the idea was um let's do one song from it as just a single and video and uh get that out there just as like hey we're a band hello here we are yeah um and now we're kind of working on the like more long out drawn out like this is when the record will come out and work backwards from there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. That I'm is exciting. Very stoked on it. We, yeah. uh, kind of, as you can tell and, and we'll continue to see, we went pretty hard on the visual stuff. For yeah, of it. course. Um, we are close to it. I haven't achieved it yet, but the goal is a video for every song on the album. Nice. So. That is, uh, yeah, the first band I think I saw do that was Safe Face. Mm-hmm. Did that with that Mercy album. Yeah. Um, and that was fucking. I was I watched all of them and yeah. I was like, this is so such a cool idea. That was a lot Which, of work, uh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, did you do that? No. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh. This guy Matt Bastos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. cool Great cool. videographer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that is that would. I mean, I would ideally love to do that for our record. It's, it's just not. It's feasible. a massive, <laughs> a massive. Especially effort. because like a lot of our songs are like five minutes long. Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, I mean, basically, I don't want to give too much away here, but we, the we did like three big main like performance videos. Sure. Uh, Waiting on me was one of them, and then you do the artsy fartsy. Yeah, and the other yeah. stuff are you know conceptual or whatever, yeah. and. Um, we filmed all three of those in one weekend at yeah. like the same studio. We just blocked out the entire thing and, uh, just had wildly different, like backgrounds and, and approaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we kind of like went into it of like, okay, we're going to like do legit fucking videos. Let's do three of them at yeah. the same time. So we're like maximizing yeah. what we're getting here. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, I know. We still might do. I mean, we're obviously we're shooting this one with you today. That's going to be the main the main video. Um, but just uh, you know, 
me and John had an idea for a video that like we could do ourselves, yeah. you know, and it's like, uh, we might, yeah. So we've got a few ideas. We might do a few videos that like some of them we just are doing ourselves that yeah. aren't like performance videos, but like, I mean, dude, just, I think that stuff is so important and like, of just course. Yeah. As, as broad as you can make it, do yeah. it like yeah. visual components. Did you, uh, <laughs> I can't you... advocate enough for it. You need it. Have you seen that, uh, turnstile? Oh my dude. God, dude. So fucking sick, dude. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Like, I have watched the the I didn't know the visual even existed. Dan McCormick told me about it, and I already loved the EP, mm-hmm. you know. And then I go and watch this visual, and I'm like, oh my god, it's man! It's so good. It literally, they, it feels like a hip hop yeah. video. Like, yeah. and it's so well done. And I'm like, that's, and even the EP itself is like. I, I showed it to my little brother yesterday. Who my little brother's like a hip hop head. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't listen to the music that I listen to. And so like, I was like, this is like a hardcore band technically, you know, I was like, I have no idea how to describe this to you. I was like, but I think you would (laughs) like it. So him and I sat down and watched it and he was like, this is fucking sick. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you describe it? He was like, I have no idea. Like, cause it's like there, you know, there's like elements of hardcore. There's elements of like lo-fi hip hop into it. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. There's like R and B into it. And it's like, and and the visuals are uh, are so well done. It felt like I was watching an A24 movie. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was so cool that whatever that like abandoned baseball stadium is. It was in, uh, fuck uh, the, uh, director or director of photography for that whole thing. Ian hurdle. Follow him on Instagram. I highly recommend. Okay, it. Um, but he's posted a bunch of like, this is how we did this. This is how we did yeah. this. It's really cool. Uh, I think it was in either Tokyo or Sweden, somewhere. I knew it. I, I looking at it, I'm like, there's no way this is anywhere in the U.S. Actually, I think it might have been Australia. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like way the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Way the fuck. On the, somewhere on the other side of the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. That was so cool. That one shot where it's like the hole in the concrete and the sun is just like hitting them by himself and the way that it's just oh my god dude it felt it was very uh kubrick yeah ask like the yeah. way some of the shots were these like long zooms and stuff oh, yeah. i was like yo this is cool dude man. those well i think uh, a lot of it was shot on 16 millimeter film which it, is amazing there you go um, yeah but those zoom lenses that they used to do that are like they're literally they look like guns yeah they're fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. massive lens and it they're so cool they have like a remote yeah zoom where it, it you know there, there's literally a trigger that like has a te- wheel with teeth that like turns the lens and it just automatically like does it for you yeah to like wow. a, a set pace right and that so that's what's so impressive about it it's you clean. know what i mean clean yeah it's so clean and it's like the focus of it is absolutely nuts that it's like you start so far away from this dude yeah you know like you see this like you know you're you're so far away from him and it just the steady yeah. pace and you get and then you can like see the details of his face and it's like oh my god how the fuck do you shoot yeah. that yeah you know gigantic lens yeah very very expensive equipment <laughs> yeah. is is the answer yeah. yeah yeah that's super cool and that's like you know raising the bar through the roof Truly. like those guys absolutely crushed it like sonically and visually mm-hmm. which i guess you know you have to like you were saying it's so important like if you're gonna have this like crazy uh you know like i said this ep that is like so hard to even explain mm-hmm. because there's so many elements going on to it it's something like entirely new yeah super cool uh and then, yeah, you might as well have some oh. fucking crazy cool visual to it as well and go yeah. balls to the wall. I mean, for they're it, telling you know? a story, right? And like, yeah, you want the story to be told yeah. as best as it can. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I feel like with what we're doing for post-prom and like, you know, any any artist that really has like an intention yeah. of like, this is what this is what this song is about. Or right. This is what, this is what I'm, I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. you. that's have always to, my... You have to have some, even if you're not a visual person at all, like you have to have some concept of like what you're trying to say or what you vibe you're trying to give off or whatever. Like, and I think it's so important for artists, musicians, I should say, to emphasize that muscle. And like, even like, I, I get it. Not everybody can fucking see music and hear videos. Right. But like, (laughs) uh, I think that everybody has the capacity and that muscle within them. You know, we all watch TV. We all watch movies. We, right. we consume in, in ways that we're not even like aware knowledge of. Yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but the second you start being like conscious of that consumption and thinking about how it affects you and what you like and don't like then you can make connections to like okay well i'm making this song what am i thinking about what am i seeing in my head when i'm doing this you know that that muscle i think is so important for artists because they work in tandem you know i i the videos that like that video i did for marigold like made the fucking song better in a way that i can't really comprehend for real and and i agree with that so much is like when you have a video that's good there's so many times that like i hear a song and i'm like good song whatever but then i see the video and i'm like i love this song yeah you know what what did that for me uh robbers by the 1975 yeah i was a a senior in high school and uh i had never heard of them and uh a friend of mine was just like i feel like you would really like this but but she was like but watch the music video okay i was like okay and i watched the music video and i was like i and i think about it all the time i'm like i don't know if i would have yeah loved this if i didn't see the video right you know because that dude the robbers video is like that yeah like in 2013 that was the video you know um and yeah and there's a lot and then say i mean the turnstile ep i already was blown away with but now that that visual is tied to it i'm like this is a masterpiece that i'm gonna fucking worship forever yeah yeah dude it is it's super important to uh yeah and that's i mean that's why you know when we were talking about this it's like I want to do a video with Ben, you know, because it was just like seeing the work that you do for everybody else. I'm like, that's the same amount of effort I want to be putting into this because Mm -hmm. it, you know what I mean? Like the thing is, is like we made a full length record. We've already put this much into it. It is not time to short out now. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like we have to just go as big as we can, put everything into it. Yeah. Because it's worth it. Absolutely. Because we believe in the project. Yeah. And like all that, like, see it through right yeah. like yeah you did the the hard work like yeah. don't give like you have to support that yeah. right like yeah i i agree there's there's a million ways to say it but make fucking music videos yes hard work pays off yes hard work pays off Hell yeah. all right we have to uh get, go get downtown and go <laughs> do this work and film a music video uh ben thanks for coming on uh listen to marigold Ben Benjamin Lieber, I think, is just your social media, right? For Benjamin your video stuff. M. Benjamin M. What's your middle name? Michael? Michael. Great. Solid name. It's my father's name. Are you a junior? No. Oh no, no, no. Your father's Michael's, name is Michael. Yeah, got, yeah. It. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um Yeah. So if you want to see cool music videos, uh follow Ben and check them out. Uh and then listen to Marigold if you like Tom Petty. Uh, which everybody does. You so. probably should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. All right, thanks for coming on, bro. I'll talk to you soon, as in we're going to go downtown <laughs> and hang out for the rest of the day. Right. All right. Later. Bye.